Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you guys so much. Listen, um, I'm cranking out episodes right now. So I just published an episode, and I'm cranking out this episode right now. Um, It is Sunday night. Um, It's a good Sunday night uh, after an Eagles victory and a Sixers victory. So, uh, first of all, let me backtrack. You can follow this podcast, you know, on iTunes. Um, you can follow us on Google Play. Um, and you can subscribe to it on Spotify. And we are powered by Anchor. And you can also use the Anchor app, too, and Anchor website to listen. So, we thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys uh, for following and tweeting us and all of that. So, thank you guys so much. Listen, as I said before. It's been a good Sunday. Um, it's been a good Sunday. It's been a good Sunday. I'm going to make this podcast quick because um, it's just really a reactionary podcast from this Sunday. As my last episode, I was just really embarrassed by the Philadelphia Eagles. And I talked about the Sixers, you know, Jimmy Butler, but I was talking about Markel Fultz. But I'm going to, this is just all positive energy on this podcast episode right now. It's episode 18 of the podcast. So listen. It's almost the end of 2018, and I've recorded 18 episodes of this podcast. I started recording this podcast, or started even the idea of this podcast, um, last year. Um, but I can specifically remember um, the Giants game, the first Giants game. So he was Giants. Uh, week it was week three. Uh, this is when Sproles broke his uh, broke his arm and tore his ACL. This is when Jake Elliott hit that 61-yarder. This is when Odell Beckham went off and got two touchdowns. This is that game. Um, so I can specifically remember recording um, kind of a pre-podcast, pre-episode, or pre-podcast, I like to say, because I didn't have a, a, a platform to really um, record a podcast. All I had was my iPhone and I had a, um, my voice, my voice memo, um, app on my phone. And I started recording just, you know, off the, just, I was just sitting down and I was recording before the game started. And I said, I can specifically remember talking about the Eagles and I didn't think they would win that game. I, I didn't think the team was, uh, that team. Cause we were just coming off of the gloss to the chiefs. If I remember correctly, and I didn't see the team as really being a team that could compete. And boy, was I wrong because that was the start of the the unstoppable train <laughs> that was the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017. And although the train has not been unstoppable this year, although it's been everything but unstoppable, um, the Sixers, I mean, the Sixers, excuse me, the Eagles got a pretty good win today, um, all things considered. Consider your top four quarterbacks being out. Consider all the injuries that you have on the team. Consider everyone has counted you out. Consider all of this. Consider that you're about to face um, a running back that hardly anyone can stop over the last few weeks. Consider that you're facing a Giants team that actually has won two straight and is picking up a little bit of momentum. Consider uh, that your team is down in the dumps and that you don't have, that everyone has counted you out. And I heard beat reporters saying earlier this week that this team has given up. Consider even the slow start to the day where you've only scored three points. Uh, 
He scored three points. They, it, it Giants go up 19-3. And you got lucky, uh, you know, getting a touchdown before the end of the half and getting an interception. But consider all of those things. And what I feel that I saw today, it's not that it was a different team. But it was really the team with their backs against the wall. And what were you going to do? Well, you don't have nothing else. When you're down on the mat, ref is counting. He's at seven, eight, nine. Are you going to get up and fight? All these things considered. Like, people have been... This team has got dragged through the mud for two weeks now. Two... Close to three weeks. And... All we've done is drag this team through the mud. And it's well-deserved. Well, de- Listen, they deserve every bit of the dragging that has happened to them over these last few weeks. Um, This team, I, got, I told you in the last episode of this podcast, they embarrassed me. For two straight weeks, all this team did was embarrass me. And I had to wear it. And we had to wear it. I got em- We got embarrassed every... Like, we got embarrassed in every way. In every way. In every way. But with your back's against the wall, with your back on the mat, what are you going to do now? And the Eagles showed some fight today. And I can appreciate that. Because they won. And I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I, I watched, like, the first quarter of the game. Um, I'm on vacation right now, so... I didn't get a chance, and and I'm actually surprised that down in Florida they actually get the Eagles game. I was, you know, I thought because from what I understood, the regional coverage should have been the Panthers Seahawks game, but um, I'm down here in um, Port St. Lucie, Florida, and they had the Eagles game at one o'clock. So I was able to watch a portion of the game, and then I, you know, I saw that first quarter, and I was just like, Ugh, this is they're done. That's exactly what it sounds like. They're finished. They're done. And uh, they, I don't know how they, I don't know what happened. Um, I can tell you what I've heard and tell you what what I think happened. Um, And as I said before, I just really think that um, it's not even that a switch got turned on. I don't think it's that. I think this team just, they just had to get up and fight. Like, finally, like, we have to fight. Like, we're the defending Super Bowl champions. We're about to drop to four and seven, and we had to experience our our four straight loss at home. What are we going to do? And they fought. <laughs> they fought finally, and I'm, I'm relieved because it's, it's they still have some fight left in them. That's all that showed me. It. I'm not saying that they're a good team. I'm not saying that they're they're back. None of that. Nope. Because they haven't shown me that yet. All they've shown me is that they could fight. They can still fight. And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that because they needed that. They needed that. So they, 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 they're losing 1911. <laughs> Shout out to the noobs. They're losing 1911 going into the half. <laughs> and they come out in the second half and they hold the Giants to three points. They hold them to 56 total yards in the second half. Um, and they score, um, 
1914, then it was uh, 22-19. So they scored 11, 11 unanswered points. Um, then the game was tied up at 22, and then Eagles were driving. You know, in the fourth quarter, they're driving. They had the ball. There's a fourth and one. You know, everyone's saying Carson's not clutch. This is all this stuff. Mike Groh, this act before. I still think Groh should be fired. But Dougie P calls a play. Wentz completes the pass to Nelson Aguilar. Forget the first now. We're able to bleed the clock. Jake Elliott kicks a field goal. Uh, and there's 22 seconds left on the clock. We win the game 25 to 22. Hey, look. I'll take a win. A win is a win is a win. I don't care how we get the win. A win is a win is a win. I'll take a win. And, and you know, I, I, I shout out to the, you know, 215 Sports and Ernest Drummond and Terrell Willis. We talked about it, and we said that the Eagles just need to get a win at this point. Like, they just need to get a win. I don't care how they get this win, but they need to get a win. So, they got the win today. Um, and that was, that was big. So, I, I can appreciate that. And then you turn around at 6 o'clock. You have the Sixers playing Brooklyn Nets. Uh, playing in Brooklyn again. And they're losing. They're down by 20. I Listen, first of all, I couldn't even really follow the game like that. I've, like I said, I'm on vacation. I've been out this, that, and forth. So um, I just so happened um, to get an alert to my phone that the game was close. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. So, you know, I started following on the Sixers app. And I'm following, I'm following. I'm, I'm going between ESPN and the Sixers, ESPN and the Sixers app. And then, um, you know, the score is 125, 124, and there's 10 seconds left. So I'm keep refreshing my, keep refreshing my app. And then out of nowhere, my app updates, and it says 127, 125, Sixers win. So I'm like, oh, they won the game. So, like, I'm looking for everywhere, like, what happened? I'm looking to see the play-by-play. What happened? What happened? What happened? Jimmy Buckets again. Jimmy freaking Buckets again. 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 Eight days apart from just winning, a game, a hitting a game winner against Charlotte, he does the same exact shot from the same exact spot on the floor, hits a three to seal the game and win it. This, listen, I'm going to say this right now. This is the reason, the exact reason that you got Jimmy Butler to make defensive plays when needed and to make a shot when you need it. This is exactly why you got him. This is, ex- this is exactly who he is. He had a big night tonight, too. He, d- he had his best night as a sixer. 34 points tonight. I mean, listen. I was pissed off about them losing that, that Cavaliers game. Because you don't, you don't lose this Cleveland Cavaliers right now. They have no one. They don't even have Kevin Love. They have no one. Tristan Thompson, he stinks. They have nobody. They say Colin Sexton don't even know how to play basketball. They have no one. But you turn around. You're down by 20. And... You pull it out and you win the game. This day is the comeback Sunday for the Philadelphia sports teams. And I'm just happy, man. I'm, ha- I'm Listen, I'm happy that 
Eagles pulled out a win. I'm happy that the Sixers pulled out a win. And it's you know it's a meaningless regular season game for the Sixers, but for the Eagles, man, it was that was the season. That was really the season. You drop the four and seven, you're done. You can just wrap up and give the division to Dallas. So, and I, I think that you beat your five and six now. That changes the landscape of everything. Now you got one day extra rest because you're playing um, the Redskins on Monday Night Football on December 3rd, and this changes the landscape of everything. You win that game, you go in Dallas, it's a completely different ball game. So today was very, very crucial. And I know there was people out there that was wishing that um, the Eagles lost today, you know, that they could be dead and buried. But we ain't dead yet. <laughs> we ain't, listen, I'm still disappointed in the way things are going, but I'm happy because we're not dead yet. And I think today uh, gave it's a little bit of hope. It's a little bit of hope now. And the re and, and the reason I'm I guess I'm so happy about it is because I don't feel hopeless going into the next game. I think the Eagles win the next game, so I, I think they go to back to five hundred six and six, and they go into Dallas at five hundred, and Dallas ends up being five hundred six and six, and then it's a showdown for the NFC East that day. So I think things have changed. Just because of one win. And granted, I listen, Dallas has a chance to win on Thursday against the Saints, but they're not going to. That's not going to happen. The Saints are not losing to anyone else this year. <laughs> they're not losing to anyone else. So you run into the Saints, you're running into a buzzsaw. You're they're not losing to anybody else. It doesn't even matter where you play them. They can play you at your home field. They're not losing. And if you got if they play inside, they're definitely not losing. I don't care. You play in Dallas, you can play in the world. They're not losing. They're not losing. So I think that's that's pretty much a loss there. I mean, that's it. So this changed the dynamic of the season. There's still a chance. It's crazy. It's still a chance. After all of that crap, it's still a chance. It's wild to me. And I'm just happy, man. I'm happy. Today was a great day. Like I didn't even, it's crazy because I said to myself, I don't even care if the Eagles win. And then they won the game. And I'm just like, I was relieved. It was like a kind of a weight was lifted off my shoulders a little bit. And I, my mood was immediately better. <laughs> I'm out, you know, I'm following the game. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm following on an app. And then out of nowhere, like I got the update that the Eagles won. I didn't even know the game was over. Like, oh, the game's over. The Eagles won. And my my mood like immediately got better. And then the Sixers then went in tonight. Like it just was like, oh, this is a great Sunday. This is a great Sunday. This is this is I ain't saying things is gonna turn around today, but today, you just live for today. Today was a great day. It was a great day. So listen, I'm happy with the with the Eagles pulling it out. I don't care how they had to do it. They did it. Um I'm glad with the Sixers. I don't care how they had to do it. They did it. They, they did what they had to do in order to win. And Joel Embiid has another 30 and 10 game. When are we going to stop? When are we going to stop putting him in a box and consider him a legit MVP candidate? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people sleeping on this man. I'm tired of it. The dude is a legit MVP candidate. He has more 30 and 10 games than anyone in the 
this year. And I get it. Giannis is, listen, Giannis is great. Those are the two guys. Those are the two guys. Those are the MVP candidates. That's it. That's it. So, um, I'm, I just don't want people sleeping on him just because he's a big man. Like, he he deserves legit MVP candidate um, consideration right now. So, um, listen, I don't really even want to break this uh, podcast up into segments this episode, but I will. So, I'm going to take a short break because I just, um, I feel like I'm just going, going, going. I'm just going to talk a little bit more about the Sixers. I mean, a little bit about the Eagles next segment. Then I'll go into the Sixers and then wrap up the podcast. So, this is Don Blues, Philly Sports, 444 Podcast. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as I always say, you can follow us on Twitter at 444 Podcast. It's F-O-U-R-F-O-R, number four, podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, Spotify, and we are powered by Anchor. And we thank them so much for giving us this platform. You can also listen to every episode of this podcast ever recorded on the Anchor app. On Anchor.fm as well. Thank you so much. Um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys for supporting us. Um, let me just get into a little bit of Eagles right now. Um, like I said, I'm really, really happy with today's win. Um, it's crazy because I, I, you know, I said originally that I didn't care if the Eagles won today or they lost today. I still thought they, you know, were just done. They weren't a good team. And that may be the case, but here's my, here is my, um, reason for my happiness with the Eagles right now. I'm not happy with the team. I'm not happy with what I got out of the Eagles this season. What I am happy about is the way, not the way this Eagles season is going, but the way everyone else's season is going. This is the NFC East and it's the NFC least to be honest with you. I mean, now granted, the Dallas Cowboys are leading the division. They currently have the best divisional record at three and one, and they're six and five. Here's my thing. Here's what I did a couple of days ago. So I think it was uh, it was Thursday, it was Thursday Thanksgiving Day, the day that they actually beat the Redskins. So you know, I looked over the remaining five games. They play the Eagles. Well, they play the Saints, then they play the Eagles, and they play the Colts. And then I think they play the Giants. And they end the season with the Giants. But they, I think they play Tampa Bay before the Giants. And the way I see it, they lose three out of their next five games. There is no cakewalk for them. I think what they were banking on is the Eagles losing, continuing to lose. That's not going to happen because we won today. So now we're only one game back. What's going to happen now is that they're going to lose to the Saints on Thursday. The Eagles win next Monday. Both teams 6-6. and They go into Dallas for a serious divisional matchup. And that could really determine the division. And I think the Eagles win that game too. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. I've already mapped it out what's going to happen. And I seriously feel that this is going to happen. And to tell you the truth, like, 
although I was really down on the Eagles, I was really, really hoping that this would happen. I always, I said to myself, like, if they could just win today, that I would, I really felt that they would go into Dallas with this at the six and six. Both teams would be six and six, and you'd be fighting for the division right then and there. I, I, I just knew it was just conditional on them winning today. And then when I first watched the game, I didn't see it even being possible. So they're done. And I don't even know how they managed to even pull that game out today. But they did. And I'm really, really, I'm thankful for that. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, it's Thanksgiving. And, you know, talk about being thankful for stuff. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the Eagles actually showing some fight today and actually winning. And the way things are actually going to shape up to be. Uh, Because I'm telling you. It's going to be a showdown in Dallas. That's exactly what it's going to come down to. I think it's, um, it might be a 425 game or something like that. Because they've already played on Sunday night. So it's not going to be another Sunday night game. And I'm cool with that. But, um, we got to be here for it. We got to ramp it up. Because it's it's a one-game season from here on out. I think Lane Johnson said it. It's a one-game season. They got to play one game every week like it's their last game. So, um, I'm just looking at the numbers from today. Carson had a good day. 20 for 28, 236, a touchdown. Rating of uh, 108.6. I can deal with that. <laughs> it's so crazy. He threw 28 passes. There were 29 rushing attempts. That's a balanced attack. It's a formula for winning. And I, I get it, like, when you fall behind, you can't necessarily play like that. But today was a formula for winning. I mean, it's it's spelled out right now. Like, as much as these teams pass and pass and pass, as much as the offenses are explosive, and I still want my offense to be explosive, I still want that. But the formula for winning ball games in this league is to have a balanced attack. That's why Dallas has been winning games because they've been able to have that balanced attack. Zeke is, a, as much as I hate the guy, he is a great running back. It's crazy, though, because he's not even the best. I mean, he's he's only the best in his division right now because of time. Saquon Barkley is going to be better than him. That's what's crazy. He's not even going to be the best in his division. And he's still a top five running back in the league. But they've been able to win because of that. Because Dak Prescott doesn't win you games. Granted, okay, he had a good drive in Atlanta. They were able to win that game. Um, but when they played the Eagles, I mean, he had a good drive. I think that was all Zeke, though. That was all Zeke, man. And he is really, he really is their key to winning. If you can stop him. If you can stop him, man, you really have a chance. Like to, I mean, you have, you're going to beat Dallas. You stop him, you're going to beat Dallas. I mean, and right now, what's going to happen on Thursday with Dallas? They can't they can't score as many points as as the Saints can. The Saints put up 35 points in their sleep. They're not going to be able to score with the Saints. That's the issue. They were able to beat Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's not the Saints though. The Saints can run on you and they can throw on you. Drew Brees doesn't throw interceptions. They don't turn the ball over. Dallas has a, a pretty good defense. That won't matter at the end of the day. 
that won't matter. That I mean, they have a pretty good. They have a good rushing attack. A rush. They can rush the passer. The problem is the secondary is um, vulnerable. And what's going to happen is Drew Brees is going to pick those guys apart. And then you're going to be playing passive. This They have a formula for how they win, too. That's why they're not going to lose any more games. They are the team that the Eagles were last year. But it's not. This, is, this podcast isn't about the Dallas Cowboys. This is literally about what's going to happen in order to set up the Philadelphia Eagles for actually winning this thing. Like I said, Dallas Cowboys lose on Thursday. Eagles win on Monday. And you have a showdown in Dallas. That's exactly what's going to happen. Carson Wentz had a great day today. 20 for 28, 236, a touchdown. Josh Adams. I'm Listen, I didn't even like the kid. I didn't like the kid. I thought the kid was slow. What I saw out of him today, he runs hard. They gave him 22, they gave him the ball 22 times, 84 yards, Average 3.8 yards per attempt. Um, and he had a touchdown today. Corey Clement. Five attempts, 45 yards. And they got Carson on here. He had, I guess he had um, rushing attempts. I guess it was sacked twice or whatever. Um, but um, he had a good day. And they had a good offensive day today. In the second half, I should say. Not in the first half, but the second half. Nelson Aguilar caught a ball today. Corey Clement caught two balls. Zach Ertz, seven for 91 in the touchdown. Dallas Goddard, three attempts for 33. I mean, three catches for 33 yards. Alshon Jeffrey, three for 39. Golden Tate, four for 30. I can deal with that. I can deal with it. I can deal with See, what I love is the balance attack. You have a balance attack. You can actually win some games. I'm not saying that Josh Adams is the answer at running back. What I am saying is you got, like, the running back by committee, I'm glad they got rid of it. I'm glad. Because now you know who you're going to give the ball to. Not saying that you're not going to utilize your other running backs, but now you have a steady guy in the backfield who you want to use, who you want to feature, and that's it. There is no more guessing game. And granted, if he's not playing well, you have Corey Clement. You have Wendell Smallwood right now who you can use. You can get by. But right now, you have a guy who you're going to feature as your running back. And it's a shame because, actually, he is the leading rusher for the Eagles right now. The leading rusher out of all the running backs the Eagles have had this season, he is the leading rusher right now for the Eagles. That should tell you right there what the Eagles' problems have been this year. They don't run the ball enough. I think he has, like, 291 yards in the season. He's their leading rusher. That's an issue. That's an issue, man. But listen, I'm happy with the. I'm happy. Uh, okay, he has um, 34 attempts, uh, 207 yards for the season. Court Clement, let me see. Um, it looks like Smallwood didn't even get any clock today. Court Clement has 57 attempts for 191 yards rushing. Man, this is sad. That tells you right there the issue with this team. It tells you. I'm just, I'm, listen, you know, I'm not going to harp on the bad things. I'm just, like I said, I'm really, really, I'm really, really happy Eagles were able to show some fight today and win. Um, They came out in the second half. They, and from what I understand, the defensive players 
got on Schwartz at halftime, told him what they needed to be doing. And he and for the first time, I feel like in his life, he adjusted. He adjusted. He adjusted finally. Finally. I'm relieved at that. I'm relieved at that. I can, I can, I'm relieved at that. I would say that I'm relieved. I'm glad that he was able to adjust finally. Yeah, so, um, Jake Elliott is a 43-yard winner today. Um, final drive put together by Carson um, in, in the offense. And like I said, on fourth and one, Dougie P was like, no, we're going for it. You know, as much as I hate Dougie P, I love him. I love the guy. And you know what the key number was today in everything? Like, the Giants, they had more total yards than us. Um, they were better on third down. But the key number in everything today, zero turnovers. Giants had one. Malcolm Jenkins picked the ball off. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it kind of didn't matter because it was at the end of the first half, but they still had a turnover. And we had less penalties than them. I mean, you cut down your penalties, you don't turn the ball over, you can win the game. And Saquon had a good day for the most part. I watched it. But listen, a win is a win is a win. I'll take the win. I'm glad Jim Schwartz was able to adjust. I'm glad Dougie P was able to adjust. I think Dougie P, in that in that moment of the game, he's like, I gotta, I gotta be Dougie. I gotta be Doug. I, I, I've entrusted my assistants long enough. I gotta be Doug, and I gotta do what I gotta do. And he did what he had to do. Now. This is by no means the Super Bowl for the Eagles because we've already won the Super Bowl. We know what that feels like. This is far from it. But we now know that there's some work to do. And we got a team to get ready for in the Redskins, and the Redskins aren't going to let up. They didn't let up against Dallas. I tell you that. I watched that game. They didn't let up. Cole McCoy, he took some shots downfield. He's not a very accurate guy, but he took some shots down the field. They feature Vernon Davis a lot, so watch out for that. Watch out. They like to he liked to throw the ball to Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed. I saw it. I watched the game. They were able to shut AP down, which was I mean AD down, which is all good, but there's I don't I the Redskins should not beat the Eagles. Eagles it should be everything. And I don't feel I don't feel the way I felt going into the Dallas game. When I went into the Dallas game, I, I made a prediction. On 215 Sports. Shout out to 215 Sports. Terrell Rose and Ernest Drummond. I made a prediction on 215 Sports that the Eagles would lose the game. And that they were, everything was in the Eagles' favor, but they would lose the game. And I was right. I don't feel that way about the, the Redskins. I feel like everything is in the favor for the Eagles to win, and the Eagles will win. <laughs> I feel like it might be closer than it should be. That's what I feel. I feel like it, it will be closer than it should be. But the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win that game. And it's going to really come down to that game. And I'm telling you, you heard, listen, if you don't hear it nowhere else, you heard it from me first. I said it first. I said it first. 
My man Ryan, my man Clint, can, they can attest to what I'm saying. I said it to, and I said it in the group chat like two hours ago. I'm telling you, it's coming down to the Eagles, Cowboys, in Dallas. That's what it's coming down to. And the Eagles were going to win that game. I'm telling you, it, it plays out way too perfect. It's way too perfect. Just when you were, just when you thought we were dead, it, it, it's, it's too perfect. I'm telling you, it's way too perfect. It's way too perfect. This is not me on hopes and dreams. I got like a weird feeling about games, and this is how I feel right now. Weird feeling. It's not me overreacting to one win. It's not me overreacting to any kind of loss. It's not any of that. It's literally me saying because the Eagles won today, there is a chance for them to win a division. And it's all going to come down to the Eagles, Cowboys in Dallas in this payback. That's what I feel. That's what it's going to come down to. I love it. I love it. Bring it on. It can't get no worse for the Eagles. It really can't. We've already hit our... I feel like we already hit our bottom. We already hit our bottom. We already already were on the ropes. You should have killed us. You should have killed us. You should have threw us off of that hell in the cell. 20 feet off the air. Good God Almighty, they killed him. Any wrestling fans know what I'm talking about. Mick Foley went off the top of the cage. I didn't check it, threw him off the cage. Everyone, listen, you, sh- you should have killed us when you had the chance. You should have killed us. You should have killed us. You didn't kill us. We ain't dead yet. That You're not dead yet. And now that you breathe some life into this team, all you got to do is get another win. And then it's completely different. Then it's really different. So I love it. Bring it on. No longer afraid of the challenge. You know, I was, this year I was afraid of a lot of challenges this year. I feel like we've gone through them. We've gone through, we've gone through the, the forest. We've gone through the, the depths of hell. I'm not saying that everything is going to be made for the Eagles and they're going to come out, you know, all, automatically division champions and like that. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, this team has been through the depths this year. Been through some really, really low valleys. Injured. Hurt. Chemistry sucks. People calling for coaches to be fired. There still needs to be... There's, don't get it wrong. Coaches still need to be fired. They still need to go. But, like, right now, we're just bottling it in the wind. We won today. A lot of pressure off, a little bit of pressure off of us now. Get back to work tomorrow. That's the way I honestly Doug should have been in there. He should have been in the lab right after the press conferences tonight. How, what can we do to beat Washington? Washington's gonna be coming off of a mini buy. Got a little bit of rest. They're still trying to adjust to losing Alex Smith. We haven't played Washington all year. They were the front runners in the division for some, and they're actually still tied for the lead. So, yeah, this is um, this is this is this is a big game coming up too. I just don't think the Eagles will lose this one. I think the Eagles win easily. Not easily, excuse me. Then Eagles win. I think it's going to come down to another fourth quarter. We're going to have to drive. We have to win the game or have to put the game away. Eagles are going to have to do that. They're going to have to show their championship caliber. They're going to have to show it, and I think they will. So. 
Um, it's going to come down to the telling you, it's coming down to the game in Dallas. It's just going to come down to one way or another. Excuse me, one way or another. So, um, really happy with the Eagles winning today. Like I said, good day, good day. Um, they started out, they stunk it up so bad. They started out so bad, but they finished. And I, you know, you know what they say. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's how it is, man. I can think about, think about plenty of times where I started off something terrible, but I finished strong, or I started off something great and I finished bad. It's just about how you, about how you finish. they finished that was that was the key for them today they were actually able to finish a game that was the key so shout out to Eagles for winning today celebrate the win tonight get back to work tomorrow um I'm gonna take a short break I'll be back in a moment talk some Sixers this is Don Lewis from the Philly Sports 444 podcast Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you guys so much. You guys don't really understand. I'm thankful for you guys. Um, and I want you guys to know that that's why I start every segment. Um, I announce my name. I announce the podcast. And I let you know um, that I'm thankful for you guys for tuning in. So thank you. Um, talked about the Eagles and the big one today. Let's talk about the Sixers. Let's talk about the Sixers. Listen, the Sixers were down... I'm looking at the game flow right now of the game. And it's like the first quarter, like the first minute was like, okay, it was, they were the Sixers. And then the rest of the game, the rest of the game pretty much is like in favor of the Brooklyn Nets to win. Even at the last couple of seconds, it's like in favor of the Brooklyn Nets to win. And then like you, the very end, it's an uptick for the Sixers and the Sixers win the game. It's amazing to see, man. It's, it's amazing that they were able to pull that game out after being down 20 points. Jimmy Butler, let me go over his numbers real quick. 34 points, 2 assists, 12 rebounds. He was 11 for 20. And then I read something earlier. In the fourth quarter, he was 7 for 7 total field goals. 4 for 4, shout out to the podcast, 4 for 4 podcast. Four for four from three-point land, 18 points. 18 points in the fourth quarter. 18 of his 34 points. That means he had 16 for the entire game. In the fourth quarter, he exploded. Joel Embiid, 32 points, four assists, 12 rebounds, 11 from 19. Listen, when those two are hitting, they're hitting. You can't... Honestly, that's what I've noticed. When those two are playing well, you can't. It's hard to beat this team. And then if you have all three of them playing well, it's really hard to beat this team. Um, I, I haven't seen it yet where Ben Simmons has had. He hasn't. Well, I haven't seen because it, it hasn't happened. Ben Simmons hasn't had that game where he's had that that high assist number, like that 17, 18 assists and 12 rebounds and 10 points. He hasn't had that game yet. I mean, he's had a game where he's 
he's you know he stuffed the stat sheets as far as points. Like he's had like a twenty a twenty twelve ten game or twenty twelve nine game, you know. And then Joel Embiid hits a, hits you with a thirty ten, and then but that night Jimmy might only be like sixteen points and four rebounds or something, or sixteen points four assists or something. But see, this is the reason you got Jimmy Butler. He's able to take over a game. Like you're down by twenty. You know, going into the fourth quarter, you're down, and you know you like you're probably like chalking like you, you know you're losing to a scrubby Brooklyn Nets team. They play hard, but you're losing to the that's not a good team. You're losing to your scrubby Brooklyn Nets team. Um, you get a few stops. Jimmy Butler starts hitting shots. The game changes a little bit, and then you got him. He just takes over. Him and Joel, they play a two minute game and they take over. Then what do you do? Like. You cut the lead to 10. You cut the lead to 7, 5, and then 3. And then, uh-oh, it's a different game. That's what I, I... Listen, having Jimmy Butler, it just changes the complexion of the team. It does. It's, it's such an upgrade from having Robert Covington and Dario Sarge. And I love Dario. But it's such an upgrade from having those two. Because Dario, as much as, 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 much as we loved him... And as much as we still love him, he was replaceable. You saw that. That's why he got replaced. He's replaceable. He's replaceable. You bring in Jimmy Butler. He can score the ball for you. He can play defense for you. He basically fills two roles that Covington and Sarge were playing for you. You put Wilson Chandler at the four. He's way more athletic than Dario is. And I'm not saying he's going to score you a whole lot of points. That's not that's not his game. He doesn't have to do that for you. He can score for you, though. He does have a nice little mid-range jumper. He's a veteran. He's been in the league for a lot of years. He knows how to he knows the league. He knows how to play. He knows what kind of he, he's experienced. It's fine. You can have him there. Bring Scala and he can hit a couple threes. But just having Jimmy Butler, it changes the complexion of the team. It changes the team. It makes you a contender. A serious, legit contender in this league. That's what makes me happy. Like, I'm glad. It's just, it, like I said, it changes the complexion of this team. And it's just like, like ah, finally, we got someone who can, like, make a difference. Sixers are down 14 and 8. Next game is against the Knicks. Knicks stink. They're awful. That's an awful team. But I'm just like, like I said, man, I'm just, I'm happy with <clears throat> what this team is now, what they're going to be. And like I said in the last podcast, look, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a Brett Brown apologist. I'm not. I'm not. I hate the games where we play and we get a 20-point lead, 25-point lead, and we give up, we blow leads. I hate these games. I hate those games. I hate that we're that team. Continuously blow leads. And they had to squeak out winners at the end. I don't want to be that team. I want to dominate. I want to dominate. Milwaukee, what they do this year, they dominate teams. Toronto, what they do, they dominate teams. I can't say the same about Boston right now. Because Boston's having some issues, but 
Milwaukee and Toronto, they dominate teams. They dominate. I love it. I want to play that kind of basketball. I want to be that kind of team. And the Sixers are able to do that. Because I feel like, honestly, when they're, like I said, when Jimmy's at the top of his game and, and, and B's at the top of his game, they can't be stopped. They can't be stopped. When they're at the top of their game, they can't be stopped. Seriously, like they really can't. Like it's hard to beat that team. It really is. So I'm just like I said, um, I'm happy where, where this team is going. And like I said, with Burt Brown, like, I'm not an apologist for the man. I, I'm not, I'm not the guy where, oh, he goes through the process. Da, 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 da. Listen. If you can't get this team to the next level, you got to go. You got to go, Brett. I'm sorry. And as much as I love you, as much as you've done for this organization, if you can't push us over the top, you have to go. Get someone in here who can. I'm looking at the standings right now. So, um... You know, it's early to be looking at standings. But looking at the standings right now, and I'm just like looking. Yeah, Toronto's dominant, man. 17 and 4. Milwaukee's 14 and 5. Sixers are 14 and 8. Then you got Detroit 10 and 7. Indiana, Orlando, Boston's at Boston's at 500. You got Charlotte at number 8. Hmm. Interesting. But like I said. I'm happy with the Sixers with the, with the win tonight. Um, really, really, really happy with where this team is going. I love Jimmy Butler, man. City already loves this guy. They already love this guy. And like I said, listen, there's going to be some bumps in the road. There's going to be some games where we get pissed off. There's going to be some games where they blow it. I just want Consistency. I want a consistent ball club right now. Like, I mean, it's still early, though. Like, you know, you got, like I said, Boston's at 500. Golden State, they're having issues out there. People hurt. They're having issues. Personalities are clashing. People talking about leaving at the end of the year. Whatever. Like, there's a lot going on. All that matters is when you get to April, where you're at, who you're going to be playing, how you can advance, how you can win your conference. So it's so early, but I like where the team is headed. And like Brett Brown, you got to make this work, dude. You've been given all the tools to make it work. There is no more process at this point. It's time to win. <clears throat> Last year was a, you know, a tip of the iceberg. We got to win now. It's time to start winning games. Coach this team better. Coach them, make them play harder defense. Make them play better defense. Cut down on the turnovers. Keep leads. Sustain leads in the game. Don't blow games. I get it. If you're playing a really good team like Milwaukee, you're playing Toronto, and you blow lead, I understand. I understand. That's a good team. Pedigree is different, but you want to be considered in the class with those guys. You got to do these things. You got to win these games. Keep leads. Play good defense down the stretch. Hit big shots. 
You're doing it in spurts, but you got to do it consistently. That's falls on the coach. Will Brett Brown be able to do it? Time will tell. <clears throat> I'm not one to say yes, he can do it. What I do say about Brett Brown is that he's a good coach. He's not a bad coach. But is he a good coach enough to coach his team, get them over the hump? That remains to be seen. Sometimes I have my doubts about it, but we'll see. We'll see when April comes around. So, um, since they've got since they've got Jimmy Butler, the Sixers are five and two, five and two with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's hit two game winners. He hit game winners from the same exact spot, eight days apart. One against Charlotte after Kemba put up sixty on him, and then tonight against Brooklyn. Man. Same exact spot. That's confidence, man. You need that confidence on the floor. You need an experienced vet like that, all star like that. He's really becoming your fan favorite here in Philly. I love it, man. I'm glad. I'm happy. So, kudos to Jimmy Butler. Kudos to Sixers for coming back tonight. Really, really good win tonight. I'm not going to say it's a big win. I don't believe it was a big win. I just believe it was a good win. Because um, it shows some grit and some toughness coming back like that, not laying down to that team. So I respect that. Um, yeah, I respect that. Good win. So um, they got the, like I said, the Knicks next. We'll see what happens. That's on Wednesday. Um, and I, they play the Knicks at home. So should be a good win. I'll actually be coming off of my, I'm going on a cruise tomorrow, so I'll be off my cruise by that time I'll be able to watch the game but um, yeah just really happy overall today good wins by the Eagles and the Sixers they made my day today made my day so um, this whole Markel Fultz thing like I said it's it's uh, now Monday and Markel Fultz is supposed to see his uh, surgeon today or his specialist or whatever um, in regards to um, in regards to uh, his shoulder, whatever. And then we'll see what happens from there. We'll see what happens if he um, is back with the team. We'll see what happens if uh, we'll see what happens, man. If he gets traded, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll be actually indisposed. Like, I won't even have access to my phone or internet or anything, so I won't even. I'll be in the dark for two days, as far as what happens with this team. Um, but as soon as I get served, I'll be checking to see what happens. And if a if an episode of the podcast is it needs to happen, then I'll be happy to record. So, um, all I can say about the kid, I said it all in my last podcast, last episode. Um, dude, Sixers have been more than accommodating to you, and. <clears throat> If you can't appreciate that and you really want to get traded or, you know, there's some wrongs about you being traded or you're trying to push yourself out of Philadelphia, dude, if you really want to do that, then you got to go. Because right now, this team is built to win and we cannot afford for the distractions and for the silliness to be happening with this team. Um, I can't afford for you to jeopardize this season for this, this squad. I can't. Like... Here's the thing. 
This season was dependent on you becoming the third guy. And you weren't able to do that, so we got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is able to be that guy. He's going to be that guy. He is that guy. That doesn't say you can't develop, but if you're going to be pushing yourself out because you're not being developed into that guy, then you got to go. And if you're not able to play this off-the-bench role and all this, you got to go. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is here. I don't understand. Is it a mental issue? I don't know. Is it a physical issue? I don't know. Is it both? I don't know. There's so many, like, loose ends with this guy. Like, loose ends with this situation. It is one of the weirdest situations I've ever seen. Like, it's crazy. You got people out here, like, making jokes about this free throw thing that you do. Like, using a touchdown celebration, especially in hated Dallas. It's ridiculous. That's all right, because we'll remember that when we played them in Dallas. They're going to have to see us again. That's all I got to say. So, look. Eagles won a day. Sixers won a day. It's a happy day. So, I'm happy. I'm relieved. And, um... Yeah, we'll see what happens with this Markup Fultz thing. I'm not going to be stressed out about it. It's no need to. It's no need to. No need to even criticize the boy anymore or talk about him. He's a 20-year-old kid, man. He's 20. He has whole life ahead of him. Six has got a lifetime ahead of him, too. Like, listen, if you made a bad investment, as I said this before, you made a bad investment, cut your losses now. If it's a bad investment... Don't try to stick it out if you can't stick it out. If you see that it's a bad investment now, you can't see it in the long-term plans. That's what they said today. They can't see Markel Fultz in the long-term plans. If it's a bad investment, cut your losses now. Do what you got to do. Save as much money as possible. Cut your losses where you can cut them. Get rid of the guy. I wish him the best. But we're not We're not the Philadelphia Markel Fultz. We're the Philadelphia 76ers. And the kid really wants to play basketball. He'll find his way. We'll see what happens. But I have no time to worry about that kid right now. I'm only worried about the Sixers. Where they're going from here. And it looks like they're going up because... um, Looks like they're going up. Jimmy Butler is another big winner. Game winner tonight. 34 points. It's going to be wonderful to see our big three in the All-Star game. Awesome. That's if they make it, but I think they will. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I think it's pretty much it on the Sixers. Done. So, I'm going to wrap up the podcast. Next segment, I don't have anything to say on the Flyers or the Phillies. So, wrap it up just with a special little thank you and shout out. This is Don Lewis, Philly Sports, 4 for 4 Podcast. I'll be back in a moment. (laughs) 
Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Um, just want to wrap this podcast up. I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it's officially Monday, November 26, 2018. Um, a little bit past 3 a.m. It's 3.08 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and it's my son's birthday. So, um, I just wanted to end the podcast just on just saying how thankful I am for him. I mean, these past, he's, he's three now, and my life changed forever on November 26, 2015, with my son being born. Um, you know, being a father and growing into a father is a never ending process. Um, and I know we, you know, we always say trust the process and feeling and all that stuff, but. Being a father, growing into a father is a never-ending process. And I've learned so much from my son. Although I've taught him a lot, I've learned so much from him and learned so much from learning to be a father over these past few years. Um, it has been the greatest ride of my life and the most humbling experience I've ever had. Um, and it's just, it's hard to put into words because there's so many words. It's like the greatest thing. Awesome. It's, it's hard at times. It's it's just downright difficult. Um, but there's so many happy moments and there's so much like joy and glee out of like raising a child or raising children. And those who are like parents, I know they can understand like it's like a beautiful struggle, you know, like being a parent because it's so hard at times, you know, being for someone depending solely on you, you know, on you and your other co-parent or, you know, wife, husband, whatever, you know, to make it happen for them and just teaching them and helping them develop and grow. You know, it's it's just downright, it's great and awesome and hard and difficult and just, it's, you know, all of that. It's it's everything mixed into one at the same time. And I think the, the, you know, the greatest, like I said, the greatest thing I could say about this is it's just, it's just one heck of a ride. It's, it's humbling. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's great. It's. It's it's just um, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, I'm all of that for this. Like, and I just wanna I know you know my son he doesn't listen to podcasts. You know he's he's too busy watching you know Loud House and Paw Patrol and Blippy and all of that stuff. So you know hopefully when he gets older he'll hear this. And I just wanna I wanna thank him for uh, I wanna thank God first of all for allow me to be his father and, you know, God for making him my son. And I want to thank my son for allowing me to be his father, even though he's not, he doesn't even understand that yet. I'm thankful that he allowed me to be his dad. And <clears throat> I'm just so thankful for his life and everything that he has taught me in being a better man. And not just him, but his mother too, my girlfriend Brittany, like, 
you know, it's just downright difficult sometimes, but it's great. It's awesome, and it's just wonderful, and I'm thankful that I'm able to even do something like not only feed him and make sure he has his stuff for daycare and pull-ups and stuff like that, but to take him on a vacation for his birthday, and he's three. I'm thankful, and I don't even have a lot of money, but I'm thankful that I'm able to do that. So um, I love you, Joshua, and happy birthday to you. Happy third birthday. And I promise that mommy and daddy are going to make it so fun for you every single day. Um, And we're going to do the best we can always to make sure that you have and that you have every opportunity possible in order to succeed in your life Um, because you are um, what matters and you will always matter to mommy and daddy. So I love you, Joshua, and happy birthday to you and to every parent out there. I hope you feel the same way, if not better, about being a parent than I feel. Uh, because I, like I said, it's just, it's the greatest feeling. It's the greatest thing. Um, one of my frat brothers, shout out to Tyree. I remember he said it. He's like, your son's the best thing that ever happened to you, ain't it? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, why don't you have another one? And I said, whoa, man, he's a handful. He's enough. But I get the sentiment. You know, I don't know if I'll ever have more children, but I do understand that. Listen, man, he is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Um, besides giving my life to God and being saved, he's the greatest thing that ever happened. So I love you, Joshua, and I'm so thankful for you and the way that my life has turned out because of you. I'm thankful for that. Um it's just, like I said, it's it's all inspiring, it's humbling, it's all of that. And I'm thankful for the opportunity and every day that I have on this earth just to be his father. Um, because my life, um, you know, I think sometimes in life we like to, you know, have we have our own dreams and everything like that. But my life is, is solely based on being his dad, being his father. And, <clears throat> you know, I want to do the best I can for him. It's not even about me anymore, but it's about him. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to do these things for him. So I love you, Joshua. Thank you. And happy birthday to you. Um, That wraps up my podcast. This episode episode 18. um, Like I said, I published 17 a little bit earlier uh, this evening. And this is episode 18. I'm cranking them out. So um, I'm thankful for all of you that have listened. Um... And please continue to listen and subscribe. Like I said, I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google. I'm on Spotify. We're on Anchor. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. Um, 444 Podcasts. F-O-U-R. F-O-R, the number four podcast. You can even email us at 444podcasts at gmail.com. Um, got some things in the works. Hopefully, we get some um, answers to those things pretty soon. And... I want to continue to make this podcast and this entity better for you guys uh, because I appreciate all of you that listen. Um, even if it's just one person a week or if it's two people a week, if it's 5,000 people a week, I don't care. I'm thankful for the ears that I touch and that people that listen. So thank you guys. Um, thank you so much. I'm thankful for all of you. Um, for all of you um, going into the this season of you know, the holidays and everything. I want you all to have a happy Hanukkah. 
Happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all of that stuff. Happy birthday, if it's your birthday, all of that stuff. And um, just be thankful, all of you. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Um, I know it passed, but happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And um, just be thankful for what you do have. Because um, you can always reflect on what you don't have. But I think as long as you're thankful for what you do have, your life is great. So this is Dom Lewis on the Philly Sports 4 for 4 podcast. I will talk to you guys soon. And peace.